Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Now, before we venture off on our spoiler-free adventure, allow me to introduce you to my two lovely co-hosts. First up, she's a mystical friend, a druid, who is both wise and fierce as she fights to protect those who matter most to her. She is Miss Megan Clara. How are you? <gasps> Oh, I'm so great. Thank you so much. We were about 20 minutes out of the movie, and I was like, you know what? If I get to play Dungeons and Dragons, I want to be a druid. Druid, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited you remembered that. <laughs> I did. I did. And uh, we're not alone on this journey. Next up, we have our dragonborn friend who comes from a long line of the Ganja gods. He's a kind-hearted soul who looks out for the little ones and will stand up to evil that threatens peace and prosperity. He is Darcy Hudson. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I was building out a bunch of smoke there as you're introducing me, so I think it was very fitting for a dragonborn. I I I did the Nate thing. I did a little research, and I thought I would write my own backstories for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed Incredible. it. Incredible! It's how Ganja I see Gods you. is great. Yeah, yes, you may have just created my next character. So yeah, I will credit awesome. you if that comes to be. <laughs> well, before we get into our spoiler-free discussion about about this movie, uh, you know, we are talking about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which started out as a fantasy tabletop role-playing game, um, and they did have uh, one live-action adaptation prior to this one, which wasn't very good and wasn't well received by fans and critics. Um, but uh, you know, here we are, 2023, and they're taking another stab at bringing this role-playing game to the big screen. Um, I wanted to know from you guys, uh, what was your experience with Dungeons and Dragons heading into this? movie uh darcy why don't you kick things off uh, well yeah i mean i've i've been playing DD on and off for several years now so i'm no stranger to uh, sitting around a table rolling some dice with some friends and i mean i probably got the worst luck with dice because i am barely succeeding on half of my roles and all that stuff but it's it's a fun way to tell a story and and, and create a world and just play, hang with your friends so i was stoked for this movie because the trailers were just making me think of everything good about D D, and it's just the fun adventure and funny jokes that will happen around a table mm -hmm. no for sure meg how about you yeah i uh i came from pretty much no knowledge except for whatever i've seen on big bang theory <laughs> about <laughs> dungeons and dragons so um you know, as a fan of fantasy and adventure films, um, this looked right up my alley when the trailer came out. So I was super stoked to see it. I had a little bit of fear going in that there would be some things that would go over my head because I don't know anything about D&D. So are there going to be references that I don't get? And then it kind of lowers the quality of the experience. But I can say with full confidence that that is not the case. It was so much fun, so incredible. Yes, yes, I am. I am like you, Meg. I am uh, not not 
as experience with the Dungeons and Dragons uh, outside of Stranger Things and uh, Big Bang Theory and also Darcy's uh, uh, love <laughs> and of Darcy, the game. And Darcy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Darcy's love of the game. But that said, like I too was like you, Meg, I was a little intimidated going into this movie, even though I am a fan of fantasy adventure. I love Chris Pine. I love Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. There were so many things that were just speaking to me you know, upon seeing the trailer and hearing about this movie, that the only intimidating part about this whole movie was the fact that it was about Dungeons and Dragons. Yet, as you said, Meg, that doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, this movie has fun with that lore. And uh, we will be discussing that in in great detail uh, as we get into it. So why don't we jump right in? Uh, This is our spoiler-free review for Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. This stars uh, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Jean-Paul, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, Chloe Coleman, Daisy Head, and Hugh Grant, directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who also wrote the screenplay for this movie. Uh, The film tells the story of a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers who undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic. But things go dangerously awry when they run afoul with the wrong people. Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves brings the rich world and playful spirit of the legendary role-playing game to the big screen in a hilarious and action-packed adventure. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves hits theaters March 31st. A huge thanks to our friends at Paramount Pictures and Paramount Pictures Canada for inviting us out to see this movie early so we can bring you our review ahead of the movie's release. Now, we were very excited to see this movie and we're even more excited to share with you our thoughts. So let's get into it. Let's start with what worked. As we were mentioning right off the top, um, the fact that this is coming from such a, a a rich lore of Dungeons and Dragons, yet, you know, that might be the intimidating part, but it's incredible how I'm going to use a buzzword here, not <laughs> spectacle, but fun. Huh? This movie is incredibly fun overall, start to finish. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've had this much fun in a fantasy adventure movie in a really long time. It doesn't take itself seriously. It knows the world that it's in, but it's less concerned with all the ins and outs and all the details of the world. They're there. And if you know, you know, which someone like I'm sure Darcy will be able to expand on some certain stuff. But, you know, if if you don't know, you're just experiencing this really great adventure and it's it's tons of fun. It's just, it's an absolute blast. Oh my God. the Literally fun is the word again, that we're all going to use, I think. I was mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat the entire film waiting for the next joke, waiting for the next like crazy thing to happen. I was also gut-busted laughing the entire movie. Couldn't stop. Was probably one of the annoying people in the theater that was cackling. <laughs> um, Chris Pine's fantastic. Michelle Rodriguez is fantastic. They, they brought the hilarity that we were expecting to this movie while also adding these layers of like heart and soul that made this story feel real in such a fantasy imaginary world. So I I have so many amazing things to say about this movie, but I know Darcy also has a lot to say about the D&D lore. Yeah, well, I mean, just, just talking about D&D lore, the great thing is, like, I mean, they have all these books and all these campaigns and, and stuff written about this world, but a lot of the stories being told in the game are all unique to the players sitting around the table. So this movie wasn't intimidating or I wasn't worried about them getting lore wrong because as long as these backstories are solid, any story they tell can be canon in the D&D world. So it was, they nailed that aspect of it and that 
that this this story really felt like just a bunch of friends sitting around a table having fun playing a game. Because in most campaigns that at least I've been a part of, either you know playing or DMing, uh, a lot of it is very funny. You're trying to do silly things and make other people laugh, but at the same time you're trying to save the world and fight evil and stuff like that. So you get a lot of these cool action pieces surrounded by a lot of humor and stuff. So it's this movie <laughs> captures that perfectly and like you guys said it's a whole lot of fun yes absolutely and and i think that it's it's clear that jonathan goldstein and john francis daly are clearly fans of dungeons and dragons which is why they had so oh, yeah. much fun but above that i think let's start talking about this cast because i think this is where the movie really gets elevated um you know we have chris pine who plays edgin naturally charming to be the the lead of, of this con heist <laughs> adventure if you will it, it's so fitting and it's so natural to who Chris Pine is. And the same could be said about Michelle Rodriguez's character, Holga, who is a tough, badass, take charge woman. She has played that character so many different times throughout her, her filmography. It is so refreshing to see her in something where she's playing a character that she's seemingly played before, but in a fantasy genre, in a genre where she yeah. gets to actually, I think, also just flex a lot more humor. And it's not even humor that's like, in your face, I'm out to make you laugh. It's just mm -hmm. how serious she takes herself as the character. I think that, <laughs> you know, to have Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez as the leads in this adventure uh, really makes sense. It shows their comfortability with playing the characters that they're playing, uh, while also really giving off, you know, both charming, heartfelt performances. And I absolutely love the dynamic between them. It's 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 not romantic. It's like yeah. best friends, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, they almost give off this like best friend, brother, sister kind of vibe, yeah. which is fantastic going through the entire movie. And like I was saying that it is so fun and hilarious, but it also has so much heart. I feel like Michelle Rodriguez could almost be counted as typecasted in this role. Right. But she gives all these layers to this character mm -hmm. that I've never seen in any other character she's played. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of her work. Right. Aside from like <laughs> Fast and Furious. But, right. you know, this this was such a layered character. She goes through so much in this movie and it's so fun and incredible to watch. Yeah, no, she, she was a standout for me. Um, uh, you know, Chris Pine was yeah. was great. He was charming, but you know, I, I, again, I think that's very archetypal to who Chris Pine is and the kind of roles. And I think that that's why he yeah. was casted perfectly for Edgin uh, in this movie. You know, but Michelle Rodriguez, like you said, like she seems kind of typecast to be in this role, and she still delivered on all the action. She did not shy away in any means. She delivered brute strength. Oh, Mike, yeah. <laughs> there were people in the audience that were just like, oh, like when she would do some sort of massive action scene. And it was just incredible to watch because, you know, she did not shy away from any of the hand to hand combat. She really leaned into it. And like you said, Meg, there's so many more layers to her character that actually add a lot of heart and, and emotion uh, throughout the story. And yeah, I think this was very refreshing to see Michelle Rodriguez, you know, embrace the tough side of her but also bring something new to this role so she was absolutely fantastic um but darcy just to clear something up is she a human her and edgin seem like humans uh, at least okay, that's what i just... was getting from it just they're both humans one was a bard one's a, bar a barbarian it's the other characters who fill out the party that start you know filling some of those other race roles or or species roles in the D, &D universe so right again it well, was like really just... cool to see how they 
they incorporated all these different races and stuff just into the background to really flesh out the world. And as, as a fan of D and I'm noticing the character in the background being like, Oh, that's so-and-so. And this is, this is this. And like, you guys just see a fantasy world and can take it in as that. But as a fan of the world, I can look so much further into it and it still all rings true to what D and D is. It was so well done. And just on the topic of standout performances, Hugh Grant to me stole the show. Oh. It was so such a unique character for him to play, and he could, he had a lot of fun with it. And it, it was wicked. Anytime he was on screen, I was sure to be laughing at, at something he's saying or doing. So again, he to me he was a standout in that it was so different when you hear Hugh Grant in a role. This is the last thing I would have pictured. <laughs> well, I was gonna say talk about typecasting for Michelle Rodriguez. This is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us have ever seen Hugh Grant play a character like this, and he does such a wonderful job. It's so exciting to watch him change and surprise you throughout the film it's yes mind-blowing mm-hmm. there was a guy Ritchie film that hugh grant recently did that's on netflix um not recently i think it was the last like two or three years i think it was called gentleman um but he he plays an over eccentric uh uh, British okay. figure, um, and I I saw little nuances of that over the top Hugh Grant in in his portrayal of Ford. Yeah, but then you also get like the subtle subtle parts that that are you know typically Hugh Grant you know long face <laughs> you know just you know like that. But there was a sense of almost zaniness to Hugh Grant's character mm-hmm. that that felt you know incredibly unique, and it you could see he was having fun with it, and I I absolutely loved it, and and I think he was like the perfect con man uh for for this story um rounding out the rest of our our, our team of heroes we have justice smith and sophia lily uh, justice smith plays simon uh who is i believe a wizard right darcy yeah he's a half elf wizard he's a half okay. elf wizard yeah i noticed the ears so i didn't i didn't know and didn't know that and and then uh sophia lillis uh who plays doric uh i believe a, a druid and she's a, and she's also a tiefling which is again another really cool deep cut from from the D you know uh, player's handbook basically like, a lot of people like those those characters and again having one in the party is is par for the course in a D campaign oh well that's pretty cool um but uh yeah both of these characters were you know were kind of figuring their stuff out and it was what was great is that edgin and and uh and holga very much were like mentors to them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. served as some great comedic material uh for the movie uh as we see simon you know fumbling and trying to find his way uh, but also, you know, the cold shoulder that Dork would often uh, uh, give to to her teammates, it it kind of matched that of of Holga's uh, sort of tough, stern exterior. Um, yeah. But I think what's great is that both Simon and Dork, they're coming into their own as heroes and as leaders. Uh, so I thought that was really great. And I think they were perfectly casted. Um you know, another character we didn't talk about, though, is uh, Regé Jean-Paul's... I was uh, just going to bring him up, yeah. Um, how do you pronounce his name, uh, Darcy? Is it Zink? Zink. And and I'm not familiar with who his character is in the in the lore. Maybe you can educate us a little bit more. He is He's a paladin, and again, I'm not sure what his race would be, but he's some long-lived race, and just the way that he... like. In any campaign, paladins are known for being fighting for their god and very holier than thou. And they can, they, if they see someone in trouble, they righteous. have to stop and help yeah. them. Very righteous. <laughs> yeah. And the way that they play that to humor it's in so this funny. movie is so great. And again, so true to D&D because everyone in the party, when the paladin is being all, you know, holy and, 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 and 
doing their thing. Everyone else is just face palming and rolling their eyes, being like, okay, come <laughs> on, let's go. I get yeah. it. Okay, I understand you want to kill the guy, but maybe we sneak by him instead type thing. Like, yeah. it's well, every all the class humor that they brought to this really shone through because, again, that is core to a D&D campaign where the characters messing up their spell and, you know, always doing that, leading to insecurities, that that is straight from a campaign. And I love how it's without showing any dice being rolled. I can almost picture the roles that these characters are getting when they're doing the actions and how that's making me laugh because the failures or the successes and <laughs> everything about it. So good. Yeah. I, I was like, I was kind of surprised with reggae because I don't think he was trying to be funny. I just think naturally because no. he was so serious, he, oh, yeah. he just came off funny. <laughs> uh, it was just, yeah. it was, it was hilarious. Like his, he kind of had like that Drax sort of mentality where things just kind of went over his head. Uh, yeah. He had no sense of like, he had, he, he had no sense of reading other people and reading other people's humor uh, in the room. Yeah. So it, it just made for a really interesting dynamic, especially given the fact that like Edgin is just so like, he's charming, he's sarcastic, he's witty. You know what I mean? And like, it would just bounce off of, of zinc. Oh like, my like, God. It's bullets. Yeah. It's just crazy. He didn't read the sarcasm or the <laughs> irony or anything it yes, was like exactly. so literal which yeah. is what made him so funny mm -hmm. yeah um as we were mentioning uh hugh grant is is the con man uh he's he's associated with the villain um which uh comes from a more mystical side of of the lore uh which Ooh, was yeah. a red wizard is that is that right and, mm -hmm. and played played by daisy head i think her name was safina if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. the, the thean red <laughs> wizard yes she was uh, interesting. This is where it kind of felt a little um, typical, if that you know, if okay. that makes sense. Uh, in that it, you know, you just had like this sort of in the shadows threat that obviously was a threat. You know, you could clearly tell yeah. that she was the threat and what was going on. So they didn't necessarily uh, hide it all too well, I would say. But were they even uh, trying? Yeah, to hide to it, me, I, I don't think they were because in a D and D campaign, you know who the bad guys are almost from minute one. It's just how okay. do you stop them, or how do you, you know, unveil their plans to the people they've been fooling this whole time? So yeah, that that kind of again felt again par for the course for D and D stuff. A lot of the plot moments that in regular movies most people would be like, oh, that's got to be a plot hole, or how does that doesn't make sense? That's way too convenient. In a right. D and D campaign, that stuff happens all the time because. The DM may have planned all these things, but if the character party goes a different direction entirely, you got to improvise Adapt. on the on the fly to make sure that they, you can get back to that main story that you're trying to tell. So everything about the the, the villain really rung true to a true D&D uh, villain where you know that they're evil. It's just how do you expose that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. You, okay. How so do now... they figure out that she's mm -hmm. the evil one? Okay, well now that that's that's got me thinking differently. So then they really did play true to kind of the experience of the game, which is which is refreshing. So cool. um, you know, the, the, our cast of heroes come together, and as you guys pointed out, there's there's just so much humor. I was surprised at how much humor was in this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, were you guys were you guys taken back by that? I mean, from that trailer, I it shows us watching Chris Pine like skip and play whatever that instrument is that he's playing. And I was like, well, this is going to be hilarious if that is a huge part of it. Um, and I've also seen him in certain movies like Princess Diaries, which a lot of people don't remember him from. Me um, specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to think of other like 
Oh, Into the Woods is the one that I really reflect back on when I'm watching D&D because he plays this eccentric Prince Charming who just like doesn't really understand what's going on around him and everything will just work out great. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's obviously more layers to Edgen than there was to Prince Charming, but he is so good at being like dry and mm -hmm. sarcastic and that is my exact sense of humor. So I think every single line from the moment he appeared on screen to the end of the movie, I was laughing. He yeah. is so, so funny. But then the other characters shine in the humor as well. Yeah. Like Michelle Rodriguez, again, adds that layer of hilarity. Um, Justice Smith playing Simon was so funny in his, um, like, the lack of confidence that he had in himself. Yeah. And Insecurity. trying to play it yeah. off like he could. Yeah. yeah. And then... Doric, again, her like um, her stoicness and her dry sense of humor, the lack of emotion behind the things that she said made it funny. I, yeah. I don't know. I laughed. And then there were some surprise funny moments that I'm not going to say on here. But one particular interaction that happened with a, an actor I didn't know was going to be in this movie. I yeah, was like, some... could have peed my pants. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there were some surprises. And, and that definitely had the audience uh, chuckling and, and laughing out loud. But, uh, you know, in regards to what you guys were talking about with Safina, you know, it does make sense that she would feel a little more typical uh, as a villain for this story. And I think each of the characters like that we've talked about on our band of heroes feel very typical for this type of fantasy adventure, but they play those roles in such an honest way that feels more to who they are as real people rather than just to the characters that they're actually playing. Like Edgin uh, played by Chris Pine who is naturally charming, and Michelle Rodriguez, who is naturally a badass. It really, really worked well. Um, but speaking of things that worked, what about what didn't work? Was there anything for you guys um, from this movie that, that just didn't work for you? The one thing I will say I thought wasn't going to work, because I have nothing that didn't work. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a part of the movie because there tends to be in films where I don't know the backstory. I want to look at my phone and see what time it is. I often have that issue with pacing uh, when I don't know where certain characters are from or I don't understand backstory or the lore behind a film, especially fantasy movies. I will start to get bored, but that never happened in this movie. When it was over, I wanted it to keep going. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm, I keep, keep going. Yeah, I thought exactly. it was ending at one point and it wasn't ending and I was okay with it. Normally, when there's like a couple endings to a movie, that's when the boredom starts to set in or you're like, okay, come on, get it over with. But this, it just was never dull. Mm -hmm. That's that's well said. Um, but, you know, you, you talked about uh, the expositional qualities. You know, each of these characters have their own uh, expositional introduction that feels so fitting <laughs> to a, a Dungeons and Dragons game with with the pageantry, the epicness. And, you know, it's like it's like I think in many cases that might bother a lot of people where it's very heavy on the exposition. Um, it, I know it's bothered me at times, but. You know, the repetitive nature of this, it fits because we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. So to give each of these characters <laughs> this sort of expository introduction to understand who they are, it actually fit 
really, really well. So I thought it was smart. Like it leaned into that. And I don't know if I'm like just crazy for thinking that, but I don't know, Darcy, is that, is that, am I on the right track there? A hundred percent. Like, I mean, every D and D campaign I've ever been a part of at least. And I know a lot of my friends, their campaigns start off the same way too. It's where every hero you make has to have a tragic backstory because why other, why else would they be going out to fight evil and stuff like that? So this movie giving each character their own, you know, again, a tragic backstory that they have a time to, to talk out and tell you basically at the first campaign, it feels, it, it ends up being funny because you expect it to be coming and then it comes exactly as you were, you were expecting it and just, they move on very quickly. And it, that's straight from a and d campaign in that you have to tell your story before you can start creating a new story so it's perfect perfect execution of that and in terms of the party it, it almost yeah like you said you almost expected it every time you were introduced to a new character it almost mm-hmm. and it almost felt like you know not obviously in the same vein but you know those moments that are are of of like recaps that are narrated by lewis from ant-man you know like it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. it takes you back but it, you know you're seeing it through their eyes you're seeing their experience and you know, I, I thought it. I, I thought it was great. So I, I don't know. I asked for what didn't work. I still gave you something that worked. I think we're. <laughs> I think we're on to wrapping up. Yeah. With our final. Yeah. With our final thoughts, and we'll be rating this movie on a score of one to five natural twenties. Meg, why don't you kick things off? Sure. I mean, listening to this podcast, I feel like I didn't say a single bad thing about it. <laughs> Um, I loved all of the performances. Everyone did a fantastic job. It was gut-bustingly funny. It was exciting. It was adventurous. There were so many layers to the story, to the characters. Um, A fun, quick Megan fact, I get startled easily. And Darcy (laughs) can attest to this. I was startled exactly three times (laughs) and very much like flew out of my chair. I loved every single part of this movie. I'm so excited to see it again. I'm going to give this five out of five natural 20s. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Jonathan. (laughs) 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 Enough said. (laughs) Uh, Well, well said, actually. Uh, Darcy, uh, how about you? Yeah, again, this was everything I wanted from a D&D movie to the point where there were times in the movie where I'm just thinking to myself, oh, I've been there or I've done that or the same situation has happened to a party I was running. Like so many things were relatable and I can't wait to to talk about it with a lot of my parties or the people I've played with because I'm sure they'll have those same instances of being like, that reminded me of when we were doing this type thing. So everything about it from the humor to the action was so perfect and so it fits so well in the world of D&D that I cannot wait for more. And I'm hoping that we do get more stories. I don't care if it's with the same cast. Just let these guys who wrote the movie tell more D&D quests or campaigns because it was so perfect from start to finish. Yeah, a strong five out of five natural 20s for me. Well, damn, you know what? This is <laughs> this was a short and sweet review for the right reasons because we ain't got nothing bad to say. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, this is a fantasy adventure movie done right. It's playful, it's charming, it's full of heart. It has fun with the genre and never takes itself seriously, especially given the rich lore as we were talking about with D&D. And as I mentioned, I was a little concerned with not having any familiarity with the game. But I was surprised at how much I really loved this movie. And the, the movie itself, like we said, has fun with the lore in that it's less concerned about explaining every detail, but rather just keeping the vibes of the good va- adventure going. And like you said, Darcy, like, if you know, you know. If you're someone who's yeah. played the game, you know. But at the same time, it's not hindering on the experience of new fans that are coming into this and want to experience a fantasy adventure. So for that, it is 
a, a huge success. You know, simply put, this is legendary. And I honestly believe that it's, <laughs> it's rolled a natural 20 on its execution. Uh, it will leave audiences spellbound. And I honestly think that Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly did it right. They found a unique voice for this film that blends both the bizarre and fantastical elements of of D&D with hilarious laugh out loud moments. And honestly, it just comes together to create something just absolutely extraordinary and as we were saying like we can't say enough about this cast like they each bring something unique similar to like a guardians of the galaxy or another fantasy genre show that i mentioned before willow which it's so funny that you know the day that we went and saw this is the day that we found out that the show was on hiatus or canceled and so much of what that show did right with its modern touches its its sense of adventure uh and just having like really real relatable people in this magical fantastical world that's what DD does it has these characters that come together a reluctant group of characters who are a mixed bag of tricks uh that you know bring the laugh in the heart you know and they're led by chris pine's naturally charming personality and michelle rodriguez's badass persona she's playing someone that is kind of typecasted to her but she's adding so much more layers to it and i actually had an emotional response to it like it, it was it was so well done um i am all in for more on this franchise like d just give me more like give me sequels give me spin-offs give me whatever yeah. you think but keep the tone the way it is uh and and i think honestly uh dungeons and dragons honor among thieves is a must see for all so yeah it is five out of five natural 20s uh for me too well, that is it for our spoiler-free review for Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Again, a huge thanks to our friends at, at Paramount Pictures and Paramount Pictures Canada for inviting us out to the screening so we can get you this review nice and early. But that is it for us. We hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free review. And if you did, feel free to leave us a five-star review. We always appreciate the love. And if you want to write into the show and let us know your thoughts of Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, once you see it March 31st, well, you can write into us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other geeky content for you to enjoy covering the world of movies and TV shows, including our spoiler-free review for Ted Lasso, episodes one to four. First two episodes of the series are out now for you to enjoy on Apple TV+. Plus. But uh, we were fortunate enough, thanks to our friends at Apple TV, to see the first four episodes, so we let you know our thoughts. It's a little bit more of a discussion than anything else. Also, later this week, we have more spoiler-free reviews coming at you. Uh, we're going to have our spoiler-free review for Tetris, an Apple TV original film, uh, which hits the streaming platform March 31st. And then we'll also have a spoiler-free review for Killbox Soon, a Korean film that is hitting Netflix also March 31st. So you'll definitely want to catch those ahead of their uh, drop on streaming platforms. Plus, if you're a fan of all things Star Wars, we do have our watch club going on for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. The series is coming to a close on Disney Plus this week. So we'll be recording our finale and we will probably have that out Friday at some point. And sticking with all things Star Wars, we do have our ongoing watch club for Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 3 uh, with our most recent episode out now for Chapter 20. Uh, Nate and myself sat down with Alden Diaz uh, from Octu Radio 
a Star Wars podcast, and uh, we chatted about all things uh, from Chapter 20, uh, and we got into full spoilers. It was an absolute delight of a conversation to have. We were so blessed to have Alden on, uh, so you'll definitely want to give that a listen. But we are going to be taking a pause here at Chapter 20, Episode 4 of Season 3. Nate and the rest of the crew are actually going to be heading to Star Wars Celebration, and they're going to be doing some traveling. So while you can anticipate an episode recanting all the adventures from Star Wars Celebration in London, we're going to actually be putting out a spoiler-filled discussion for the last four chapters of Season 3. So be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts so you know when our latest episodes drop. Meg, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for today's adventurous spoiler-free review. And as we say, laters. Bye. Peace. Peace.